0: Welcome back to Kindly Gifted season four. I am so excited to have you along for the ride. No matter how it is that you tell your story, whether it's through your personality and influence or through your business and products, you have me in your pocket as your creative director on Speed Dial. Season four is filled with even more deep dives of how our favorite brands have built their success, How our favorite public figures and people of influence have built their personal brands, and also more insight from incredible guest experts to join me in having these powerful discussions. So, thank you so much for continuing to tune in and supporting the show. And let's get into this episode, shall we? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. Let's talk about networking and picking people's brains and industry building industry relationships, because I think we need to regroup. I think we've been so spoiled by social media in terms of how instantly that you can connect with somebody and you can have a conversation and then schedule a meetup or whatever with them. um, That I think that we have this expectation that because um, you instantly connected with them, uh, that you are going to build a relationship just as instantly. And that's just not the case. So. It seems that there has been kind of a decline in an effort to actually build a proper relationship with somebody across the board in any category. Um, it may be a lot easier to get away with that in a friendship and in a relationship because at the end of the day, we all crave connection. We all crave love and friendship. And you could get away with um, wanting to create a friendship instantly or a relationship instantly with somebody however when it comes to industry relationships that's not going to be possible um because it's one of the only relationships where you still have to put in time and effort and like genuine interest um because industry relationships are not built on the insight that people that the people um networking are looking for connections the people networking are looking for a value trade, an equal or, you know, of similar value, a trade of similar value. Um, and it's not just about a human connection. That is the thing that will uh, keep somebody in your life a lot longer if you invest into a human connection. But it's not just about that. You're thinking about things more than, oh, this person could be a great friend. You're thinking about, maybe I want them as an investor. I'd like to work with them. Um, You know, I want to found a company with them. I want to collaborate with, you're thinking about um, how this person can help you uh, also make money, Um, how this person can save time for you. You're thinking about those things, whereas like, I would argue in, in friendships and relationships, those are not necessarily things that you consider going into a friendship with somebody you're like, I'm looking for somebody who has the same values and relatively the same interests as me, Um, and same thing in a relationship, you know, maybe you're looking for a stable partner, or maybe you're looking for somebody that you can feel safe with, or they're more um, emotional, uh, qualitative factors that you're considering. Whereas with industry connections, there are so many quantitative factors that you're considering. Um, and they kind of lead their relationship, which can make it things, We can, it can make things a little tricky because you don't want somebody to feel used or taken advantage of, or um, you probably you're talking to, I mean, it obviously depends on kind of like where you are in your networking journey. For me personally, I'm talking to people who think that time is their most valuable asset. And, um, you know, I don't want to use and abuse their time. So how do I make it worth their while to interact with me? What can I bring to their table, right? It's like coming to somebody's house, you know, if they've invited you into their home, you don't want to come empty handed. It's the same thing with like networking connections. So, picking somebody's brain is not part of that ethos for me. I don't like it. I do not accept requests to pick my brain. Um you can pick Google, you know. You don't need to be picking picking my brain. Um I don't even love like saying itself makes me very nauseous. Um it's just disrespectful. It is not a value trade at all it is a parasitic relationship picking somebody's brain is a parasitic relationship it is not symbiotic it's not mutually beneficial in any way and for me personally I do judge somebody's character when they ask to pick my brain my initial thought is if you ask to pick my brain I wonder what kind of time and effort you're investing into your friendships into your family relationships into your romantic relationships or is it all about you Is it all about the things you're getting out of those relationships and not what those other people can get? What what kind of empathy are they experiencing from you? Do you even know who they are as people? Or are you only calling your friends when you need something from them? Are you looking to date like a partner with good character or do you just want like them to make six figures and that's it? Which like, that's fine. It's just like, I just assume that all of those things when somebody asks to pick my brain there's no respect for the other person at all in my opinion so somebody that reaches out to me who with like after having spent probably a lot of time, like for for me, I'm somebody, I'm very, I'm a public person. I'm on social media. I have a podcast. There are so many things that you can find about me or engage with that I have produced that then you can bring up in a conversation on LinkedIn. And with somebody who has a public presence, it's almost like a, um, it's almost, it's like you put in more work not to do that. You know, everything that they have created or, The social media content or things they've produced or their theories or their, you know, whatever is all out on the Internet. It takes like, I don't know, five seconds for you to find all of that and look through it. You know, I don't know, for maybe an hour max, find enough information about that person that you can actually write a thoughtful LinkedIn message or an email if you have their email and talk about what is it that you resonated with that they said or why it is that you're reaching out to them for their help and what you can bring to their table. Like put all of that into an initial message. It just makes every, the people that, whose time is very valuable are going to value that you understood that instead of like beating around the bush and like doing all this, this like, like cordial small talk just to then be like, oh, I just wanted to like pick your brain, you know, Um, it's just like a waste of time. So I don't love the picking brain thing. Um, the instance that this episode was inspired by, however, was um, something that I saw a contact of mine share on social media. And it was actually a message from somebody that he received from someone else. Um, and it was a request to pick his brain, basically. Um, then the message, the immediate when I saw how the message started, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to be like, I want to buy you a virtual coffee. And that's exactly how it ended which made me laugh a lot. Um, and the th- initial thoughts that I had was, one, interesting that this is an exchange happening between two men. Normally, from what I've experienced or what I've heard, is that it's you. It's usually between, like, a man and a woman. Um, I work in a very male-dominated industry, so most of my interactions in the industry have been with men, unless I'm working with, like, social media or influencer marketing professionals, most of people on that side of the industry tend to be women. But usually requests to like pick my brain come either from men or from fellow women, unfortunately. I don't know why that is. It's just a trend that I've noticed. So when I saw that this was between two men, I was like, oh, that's very interesting because I don't normally see men having conversations like that between each other, unless one of them in that conversation is like a celebrity or like works for a celebrity or something. And so they think that because they have a flashy title or they have like a bunch of followers that they can get away with, with asking to pick somebody's brain. When I looked closer at the message, I noticed that the profile picture of the sender was not blurred out. And that's when I was like, oh, Right. Um, I recognized who the person is connected with them on LinkedIn, um, a while ago and they are somebody with a very flashy title that really can't be explained how they got it. Other than the person who owns the company that they work for is a celebrity And you are close friends with that celebrity, so you got the title. Very common route. It happens all the time, um, especially in the creative world, especially in the entertainment world, which is where this person works specifically. Very, very common. Um, So I thought that was really interesting that the receiver did not blur out the profile picture. Because then my immediate thought after, we had a conversation about, this privately with the receiver and the interesting part to me was that one this person did not take the time to like really engage with the receiver's social content because had they they would have known that this is a frequent behavioral pattern that the receiver has in other words They often share screenshots of emails, of DM conversations on social media. It happens very often. So I was like, oh, fuck. You know, you didn't even think about the fact that, like, this could have set that person off so much that they would use your message and your request to pick their brain as an example for other people who may have even remotely considered doing so. And then you know, they didn't blur out the profile picture. So any interested party now in this, in this receiver's social network can screenshot the story, zoom in to the profile picture, put the profile picture into reverse Google image search and find out who the sender is and then be like, okay, cool, now I know I'm never going to talk to this person. I will not be networking with them. I will not be helping them. I won't be investing into them, whatever. And that's unfortunate in this particular case because the network of the receiver is rich, literally. And the sender reached out to the receiver because they're both startup founders. And I'm assuming he wanted some advice on, some, on fundraising. And the receiver has a ton of VCs, angel investors, all sorts of different business people and people that have the funds to invest in new businesses. And with one simple message, the sender ruined all prospects of getting access to not only the receiver, but also the receiver's network. So that's another ramification of, like, asking to pick people's brains. Some of us have been asked so many times that we will share those types of messages to social media. And we'll be like, don't. (laughs) Look at this as an example. This is what you don't send to me. Or they'll send it around privately to their network. A lot of what the receiver ended up sharing afterwards was screenshots of this person's job title and work history multiple stories after that were were screenshots of conversations with other people in the dms about this person's work history and about this where this person is currently working what their title is what the company name is so now people know they don't even have to look up the profile picture now that's that's already hard work All they need to do now is take that job title, put it into LinkedIn. They'll find them real quick and then be like, okay, cool. Now I know this is not the person I want to be working with or I'm not going to be helping this person because all they want is to pick my brain. They don't even care what I'm getting out of it. They don't even care to understand who I am as a person. They don't even care to look up who they're talking to or how they can be of service to the person that they're, you know, speaking with. They just want help. They just want money. They just want the bragging rights and the notoriety. Well, that's really unfortunate. And I unfortunately can't uh can't say I'm particularly surprised because this happens a lot in the creative field and I wish it happened less. It happens a lot in the creative field. It happens a lot with people who get on like really um They get a lot of, you know, press and notoriety, whether as a a personal brand or celebrity or anything of that nature, and then start a company and then feel like they can talk to people however they want and to investors and collaborators however they want. And this just not true. It's just there are ramifications to that. And sometimes there are ramifications you may not even consider, like sending a message or an email to somebody and that person then blasting that email or message all over social media to their entire network, a network you wanted access to it's crazy but I thought I would just bring this up because I was on one I got really annoyed because I felt for him for the receiver and he and I like I said had a private conversation about this and um and then I was like you know what (laughs) I'm gonna put this on my podcast um so yeah don't ask people don't ask to pick people's brains don't rookie move amateur move amateur move Um, and it can also kind of position you to be taken advantage of really easily as well sometimes. So just don't do it. Just take the time, invest the effort. Yes, it takes a while. Yes, it takes energy. But you may end up with a really great mentor, a friend, somebody who really cares about what you're doing, what your vision is, who you are. Um, and I think that's worth it. Over somebody whose brain that you picked and you didn't leave any kind of impression on them. And, you know, they didn't really leave any, any kind of impression on you. You just kind of like, like a parasite, just like sucked everything out of their mind and then moved on. It's just kind of like, ugh, you know? Thank you so much for taking this show to 16,000 plus streams in just a short period of time. I am forever grateful. Our next goal for Kindly Gifted is to dominate these motherfucking charts. And for that, I need your help. If you could do me a quick favor and click follow or subscribe on the platform that you're listening on and drop a quick rating of what you think of the show, that would greatly help us climb the charts because, transparently speaking, that's the only way that we can do it. I need you to click follow, click subscribe, and again, drop a quick rating of what you think of the show. And let's get us to number one. Thank you again so much and tune into the episode. If you're listening to this, it means you've reached the end. And I'm so grateful that you tuned in to another episode of Kindly Gifted. If you don't mind to give this show your honest rating and review, I'd greatly appreciate it. And click follow or subscribe to keep up with new episodes. If you wanna chat about what you just heard in this episode, I'm all ears. You can find me on Instagram at Katarina Tarantiva, or on TikTok with the same handle, and I'll link both of them in the show notes below. If you wanna chat with me one-on-one or maybe get some accessible resources on how it is that you can create invigorating marketing for your brand or develop your personal presence online as a person of influence, check out at my stand store. I'll also link that in the show notes and there's more goodies coming your way. So don't forget to bookmark the link as well. Anyways, that's my spiel and I'll see you in the next episode.